You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the Prop G Markets podcast. For nearly two years, Prop G Markets has brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, Prop G Markets is launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer? It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Mike Heck here for MMAfighting.com. We're just doing a surprise reaction. You know, something big is happening, and something big is happening, ladies and gentlemen. Francis Ngannou, no, he is not returning to the world of MMA. No, he is not fighting John Jones. He is returning to the world of professional boxing. Fresh off his incredible pro debut against Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou's next fight will be against Anthony freaking Joshua date tbd a lot of reports saying that it's march 9th i'm being told sometime in march but it's not officially a done deal yet as ter- in terms of the date but holy moly this news is just absolutely massive especially at a time where there's no ufc event to look forward to this weekend so i figured this is a great time to do it and who better to do it with than two of my good buddies at mafighting.com we have deputy editor shaheen alshadi we have the social media guru new york rick shaheen i'll begin with you Francis Ngannou, to quote the song, all he does is win, does he not? I mean, geez, Louise, heading into 2023, this man's future was a mystery, right? Was he going to re-sign with the UFC? Was he going to fight John Jones? Leaves the UFC, hashtag fumbles the bag. Everything revisionist history, we go back through through it all. Knocks down Tyson Fury. We get the iconic photo of him standing over Fury, laying on the mat, loses the fight maybe wins the war in a lot of people's minds. And now his next fight is, I guess, set against Anthony Joshua. This is unbelievable, Shaheen. Your reaction to finding out this news? Unbelievable is the right word, Mike. I mean, you just, (laughs) this is crazy, man. We haven't seen anything like this. And when I say that, just take a journey with me over the last 10 months, right? Just go back 10 months to to about March-ish of 2023. Where are we with Francis Ngannou at that point in time? He is no longer the UFC heavyweight champion. Everyone on the entire MMA internet is calling this man a moron. You're, you're, you were dumb. This whole thing was so misguided. You, you misjudged your value. That was the big thing, right? You are not as big as you think you are. You're not as big of a deal as you think you are in your head. There's nothing out there for you. No boxer wants to fight you, and no other promotion is going to give you a big deal. BKFC. 
is coming out and saying, we don't want Francis Ngannou. One championship is out there saying, eh, Francis Ngannou is asking for too much money. And what does this man do over the last 10 months? Gets an unprecedented deal from PFL where he's part owner, essentially, and he's able to kind of just do whatever he wants. Where also his opponent, whenever he does fight there, is going to get $2 million, which incredible on that guy. Good job by you. Comes out here, gets the Tyson Fury fight against all odds. Unbelievable to even get that far. Has the greatest debut in the history of professional boxing for the most part. Should have won that fight. Should be the number one heavyweight in the world. And then once again, everything just breaks right for this man. It's crazy the the amount of just little side roads that had to go right for this to play out right, right? Because otherwise, we would have gotten Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua. That would have been the fight right now. But Deontay Wilder goes out there, lays an egg, and Francis steps in because he is that guy. He is the biggest name for Anthony Joshua to fight right now. He is the biggest name in heavyweight boxing outside of that big main couple of, of Tyson and and you know Anthony Joshua, those types. Like he is the guy. He this made so much sense the moment Deontay Wilder lost. And I'm so glad for Francis that he's been able to do this. Cause again, from everything that he was hearing 10 months ago to now having this unprecedented PFL deal and your first two boxing fights as a pro are going to be Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua back to back. It's unbelievable, man. This man has this this man has one of the most unbelievable careers already that we've ever seen in combat sports. This is just Every every little bit of this just adding to to one of the most unprecedented movies that we're probably ever going to see whenever this is done. You're correct. I mean, Ariel Hawani first reported this. Man, you're quite familiar with Tyson Fury, and now Anthony Joshua. Holy smokes, man! Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have covered the uh, the Francis Ngannou side of this as well as it's going to be covered. I have nothing to add there. Like the dude is is on a free roll right now and just continuing to, to, you know, keep rolling, uh, keep rolling the dice and, and he's hot right now. But from the Anthony Joshua side, I think this is brilliant. I think this is the biggest and smartest thing you could possibly do for one. You've you're, you're cashing in on, uh, Francis Ngannou's, uh, profile after the Tyson Fury fight, you're able to, to have an opponent who's on the, on the up right now, who's, who's in heavyweight boxing, there's not a lot of guys that you can point to and say, like, these are the big kind of fights out there. It's it's kind of limited. Anthony Joshua is one of them. Tyson Fury is one of them. Francis Ngannou is now about to knock off his second, which is pretty incredible. Um, but Anthony Joshua now has a guy who's got big momentum behind him and name value. And two, if you do better than Tyson Fury did, all of a sudden, the Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua conversation is back on and feels like the biggest fight in boxing in heavyweight boxing history again you do it in Wembley Stadium so if Anthony Joshua is able to parlay this into then an even bigger fight it will have been a masterstroke um it seemed like you know everybody was kind of celebrating and reveling in the idea that oh you know the uh the Wilder fight fell apart for the for the umpteenth time you know we every time they've tried to book it it fell apart which did feel like a blow uh but if he's able to parlay this into making the Tyson Fury fight feel even bigger uh, it will be have been a huge win for Anthony Joshua. So I love it from both sides. But my first thought was about Anthony Joshua more so than Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou, it's almost like comical at this point, like how much he's <laughs> winning. Like I can't even like truly even like rationalize it um, to think that he went from being UFC heavyweight champion to now just like one of the biggest names in heavyweight boxing is crazy. Like it, it still almost doesn't feel real. But the first thought I had was, 
man, this is the best you can do from the Anthony Joshua side, and it could eventually lead to a huge fight. And on, uh, if, if Nganu wins, now obviously you've got the winner of Fury Usyk sitting right there for Nganu as well. So um, it's, it's big on both sides of the equation. This is, a, this is an absolutely perfect fight for both sides. God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Francis wins this fight? Like this man right now is the guy who at 4.30 a.m. in Las Vegas is just still sitting at the blackjack table on like a seven-hour yep. heater and He's no on one can understand what's going on. It's crazy. And you you nailed it, Rick. You nailed it. This is such a win-win for both sides because obviously Francis is going to get a giant Saudi Arabia paycheck, giant boxing paycheck. He's going to be the richest man in MMA not named Conor McGregor by the end of this year probably. But also for Anthony Joshua, this is so brilliant. And Eddie Hearn knew it. Like, Eddie Hearn called this right after the Fury fight. He he was trying to get that fight then. Whatever. It didn't end up happening, but now it's happening. It, you nailed it for every every point you just said. This is the biggest thing that Anthony Joshua could have done. And also just the biggest connector that he could have gotten to eventually reach that Tyson Fury fight that he wants, right? Or whoever it is, whether it's Usyk or Fury. Like, this is the connecting fight to that. And it's brilliant. It's so good. It's so it's going to be such a big deal. Shaheen, if you're Don Davis right now, you're the, you're the PFL. You've been touting this guy as sort of the face of your franchise. We're going to back whatever he does next. And then his next fight he books after fighting Tyson Fury and taking this dude to the limit is against Anthony Joshua. They have been very, very confident that Francis is going to fight for them in some sort of a bout. And Francis seems like a man of principle, seems like a man of his word. If he can do it, he will. But if he goes out there and beats Anthony Joshua, like how could you how could you let this guy do anything but box and make these giant paychecks at this point, especially if he's representing your promotion? So from the MMA side of things, I know he's not fighting MMA right now. We knew he'd probably get a big boxing match, but if he goes out there and beats Anthony Joshua in a boxing match after taking Tyson Fury to the limit, I mean, what does this mean for his MMA career, and if you're Don Davis, what are you thinking right now? Are there is there a little bit of butterflies in your stomach on both ways, like positive and negative almost? I mean, if I'm Don Davis, first of all, I'm feeling a little co-leadery right now. This this feels very <laughs> co-leadery. Uh, I'm real into it. But man, I'm ecstatic, right? Like this, you this Francis. If you're Don Davis, this Francis thing could really have not gone better for you than it has so far. Because again, ten months ago, Francis and Ganu's price. Would not be Francis Ngannou's price today. It's it's that's that old saying, right? Yesterday's price is not today's price. If Francis goes out and wins, like Don Davis should be the first person there celebrating in his corner. Because you're right. Eventually, however long this lasts, eventually Francis will come and fight in the PFL because he's a man of his word. He's a man of principle, and also ultimately he's an MMA fighter. He will want to pay it forward to the PFL and to some degree of like, hey. You guys supported me when I was in this moment. That was pretty tough. You guys gave me all, like, put all the weight of your organization behind me. I want to pay that back. Absolutely. At some point, Francis is going to fight in the PFL. But even Don, like, Don's the first one out here saying, like, I'll be honest, we don't really have a fight for Francis right now. And so that's the reality, right? Like, this is the best case scenario for the PFL is if Francis goes out there and puts on an incredible performance again, just like he did against Tyson Fury, say he beats Anthony Joshua. Then all of a sudden you have the best heavyweight boxer or one of like a top two, top three heavyweight boxer in the whole sport under contract already for like a much cheaper contract that would than it would have been if you had to do it right now. Like all of this is a win for, for the PFL. 
The fact that Francis is even associated with them is a win for the PFL. The fact that Francis throughout the lead up to the last fight and the lead up to this fight will be talking about the PFL and showing up to PFL events is all a win for the PFL. If you were John Davis, you you got to be rooting so hard for this guy to succeed, right? Like th- this only makes it better for them. Is co-leadery the word you would use, <laughs> New York Rick? I mean, I think my thoughts are long established on the uh, number, the fight for number two, the co-leadery, <laughs> all this stuff. Uh, it is not. I would never use that. Um, I agree with Shaheen to an extent, right? I agree with the idea that like, the the further Francis Ngannou goes here, the more he's able to raise his profile, the more he's able to um, become a more of a household name, the better it is for the PFL. Because ultimately, eventually, I, I, we assume, I don't know for sure, but we assume that he will fight for them. We assume that he will compete in MMA for the PFL. But I do start to wonder, in the absence of pay, true pay-per-view stars in the sport of MMA, right? And I, I don't even just mean this in, in the terms of what's outside the UFC. I'm not even talking about just the co-leader space with the P- PFL Ator. Um, even the UFC is kind of searching for star- true pay-per-view stars at the moment. Francis Ngannou is one that I would feel is bankable, right? You know when you're paying for a Francis Ngannou fight, you're going to get a guy who looks like a million bucks on the stage. And when he comes into the cage, he's there to take people's heads off. And when he comes into the boxing re- ring, quite frankly, he's there to people take people's heads off. So he is a pay-per-view draw. He is somebody that is established in that regard. PFL is going to start putting on pay-per-views and they're not going to have him. And they're not going to have the one guy on their entire roster or girl on their entire roster that I think can actually viably sell. So as that kind of drags on and as you're putting on these potential pay-per-views, you're now doing it without the one guy who I think actually sells pay-per-views on your entire roster. So as that continues to go on and forever, how long this goes, let's say he does beat Anthony Joshua and now he's setting up a Tyson Fury trilogy or setting up an Usyk fight. How long can PFL wait for him is a real legitimate question, I think. Um, when he does eventually fight for PFL, if he does eventually fight for PFL, it will be with an enhanced star power. It will be the juice will be worth the squeeze. But there's going to be some tough times ahead while you're waiting for that to happen because they don't have somebody else who's going to be able to sell pay-per-views for them. I don't know, though. I, w- I would push back on that a little bit, right? Because we we at this point don't have a sense of what the PFL pay-per-view super fight series whatever they're calling it like the schedule for this really is is this going to be something that they do once a year maybe towards the end of the year like again the championships type of thing is this something they're trying to run out quarterly for a year it it, to me this feels like it's still like within the realm of possibility that they can hold this off and then do something with francis whether it's mid-year late year it doesn't have to be crazy right like it doesn't have to be special especially if francis goes out there and looks great against anthony joshua you're right. Every time he he goes out there and performs, you are raising the profile of Francis Ngannou. You are raising the interest in Francis Ngannou. You could just book Francis Ngannou against whoever at a certain degree. Like if he does well enough, you just book him against whoever. And just the fact that he's there will be helpful to them, whether it's a boxing match. Like, right? This doesn't have to be MMA either if you're the PFL. Like you could just book Francis against a rando boxer. You could book Francis against a tomato can. It doesn't really matter. We, we've talked about it a couple times in a couple different shows, but like, Go looking back at the career of Crocop for the damn they were good of Crocop. Like in 2004, Crocop fought like nine times in Pride. And sure, there were some big ones in there. There were some like, you know, legitimately great fights. But also there was Dos Caras Jr. and just random dudes who you knew were going to get washed, but they were there to, to add to the hype. They were there to just add to the highlight reel of like, hey, you're just really coming in here to see one of the best perform. 
I think PFL can get away with doing something like that to a certain degree if Francis becomes that type of star, right? Like if Francis goes out there and beats Anthony Joshua and then he's in a holding pattern where he's waiting for the Fury Usyk winner or he's waiting for whatever that next boxing step would be. That's a huge win for the PFL. They could just be like, hey, just come like beat someone up. Just come get a warm-up fight in here. Stay hot, add to your highlight reel, and people will watch, man. Like people will be interested in it. There's um, not that's not a bad thing, you know? I'm gonna push back against the pushback. The the pride business model, let's just say that was a little <laughs> different than the uh than what PFL is gonna try to do. Is it? Is it though? I mean Yakuza well, money I mean, if it's Saudi money. I don't know if there's a huge difference yeah, there. I, I think there's a there's an intention for this to be a viable business. I mean, maybe maybe it's wrong, but I, I think there's an intention, <laughs> at least in the U.S., to be a viable business. Um, and they're going to do a pay-per-view sometime in the first half of the year. There's going to be a pay-per-view, and it's not going to have Francis Ngannou on it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that does. But I do think this, this Francis Ngannou boxing run could go long, right? This could take a while uh, to resolve itself. And... I don't think that uh, I don't think that that's that's in the best interest of the PFL for, for a certain amount of time. Um, certainly, when they do get him, uh, I agree. Like getting him in front of these fans is is going to be big, and if he continues to win, even bigger. Um, but he's not he's not theirs right now. You know, he's theirs in name alone. Like PFL got no shine on the Tyson Fury broadcast. There was there was no mention of PFL. PFL got no notoriety from it. There was nothing value added for the PFL brand other than when they get Francis. Now Francis is enhanced, but again, Francis is the property here, not not PFL. And so, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a conundrum uh, on the PFL side. But ultimately, like they've sold they've sold themselves and they sold Francis on this idea of like you're going to get to do what you want. You control your destiny. We're going to let you box. And boy, did he, boy, did he go out and box and now he's going to continue to do that. So, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting times ahead. I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. If Don Davis and company is not on the phone with the man who makes decisions over there, if this does happen March 9th, which by the way, if, if that's the case, it's the same day as UFC 299. It's going to be a long, long day if that's the day. (laughs) If I'm Don Davis and company, I am attaching myself to this event as much as possible. I'm doing our first pay-per-view of the year the night before in Saudi Arabia. And I'm attaching myself to this as much as possible to try to take as much shine off of the UFC as I possibly can. Because they had basically said, hey, look, two of the big months we want to do pay-per-views are March and December. So we do it right before the season starts. We do all the big fights. You get the Bellator PFL silliness out of the way, which could be fun, but I think we know how that's all going to play out. Do a big pay-per-view the night before, then do the Francis fight, and then the tired folk are going to have to watch the UFC event after that. But, t- but before that, it's just a whole, you basically have just stomached an entire PFL weekend or, and slash fight week because you've attached yourself to the Francis brand during this build to the Joshua fight. So let's see how they handle that part of it. I, I, I agree with both of you. Shaheen, your, your take on you bought Francis at a super low spot compared to where he's at now is absolutely perfect. And Rick, I think you're right. I think the appetite for Francis to fight in MMA is going to go from, we have to see this to, from a fan's perspective, perhaps a little bit frustrating, which could lead to a little frustration from the PFL. But man, it's damn good to be in the Francis Ngannou business right now. Eric Nixick is probably loving life right now, getting ready. Just think about what this guy has had to prepare for for the last year. He's had to prepare for 
John Jones, which didn't happen. Tyson Fury, Israel Adesanya. Now he's preparing Sean Strickland to fight Drickus Duplessis. And now he's about to get ready to, to get Francis Ngannou ready to fight Anthony freaking Joshua. This is unbelievable. This is absolutely insane, Gene. It really <laughs> is. Did, oh, it's so insane. Coach of the year, baby. I mean, he was easily coach of the year. And he, he might be coach of the year again. Who, who knows how this plays out. But I do want to say, adding to your point that you just sort of built out, because I think you're right. The pay-per-view aspect of this for PFL is actually not even something that like, I know we just talked about it, but it's, I don't even think it's something that matters until the end of the year, right? Because this first PFL pay-per-view doesn't even really need Francis, to be honest. It, that can be the whole gimmick of the PFL versus Bellator. Maybe you get Kayla versus Cyborg headlining. Like, it's not going to do a million pay-per-view buys, but no pay-per-view from the PFL would ever do a million pay-per-view buys, right? Like, that, if that's the, the, the get-in-the-door pay-per-view of this supervised series where it, you have a cool gimmick, promotion against promotion, and you have a marquee fight, which Cyborg versus Kayla is. And hey, if you throw it the same week as UFC 229 and you really, or 299, and you really, really want to get confrontational with it, like that in and of itself is a story. I don't know, man. There's a lot here to work with, even without having to throw Francis on it, right? I'm going to, I'm going to zag on trying to do a, pay, a PFL pay-per-view in the same weekend as a UFC pay-per-view and a to boxing clear, fight. To be I'm going to zag and that. say you should absolutely stay as far as humanly possible away from people spending money on boxing pay-per-views and UFC pay-per-views because you, what you don't want is to have that number come back as 5,000 and these unsubstantiated reports of what the pay-per-view did and it be an absolute dud. So I think you should try and stay as far as possible away from those and promote the hell out of it and, and see what you can do. But here's we'll the thing, thing too. There too. Here's the Go thing. March, March wide open, right? We got March 9th is UFC 299. And then after that, there's like two weeks in a row of nothing. So if you really wanted to do March, I agree with you, Eric. Like I'm not selfishly work-wise. I'm really not trying to kill myself that week and cover two, gi- three giant events in a span of two days. If you do it the next week or the week after, like you still got the whole runway of the week to dominate that whole week, right? Well... There's going to be a lot to look forward to in March, maybe March 9th. Maybe it'll be March 16th. Maybe it'll be March 23rd. Who the hell knows at this point? But uh, there is going to be a press conference, I believe, within the next couple of weeks to officially announce the date. Uh, People I've spoken to are hoping that it's March 9th, but it's not official as of yet from what I've been told. But man, Francis Ngannou doing the damn thing, getting himself another massive fight in the boxing ring against Anthony Joshua. and. Man, like I've said a million other times, if I get a bag, I want to fumble it just like Francis did because (laughs) (laughs) I fumbled a very light, uh, a medium weight bag into a giant heavy bag that I'm going to go ahead and take to the bank. Maybe it's two bags at this point. So let us all strive to fumble the bag just like Francis and Ghana Shaheed. Real quick before we go, early predictions from you guys, because the timing of this is so interesting to me, right? Like, Anthony Joshua, right now, looks better than he has. Stock since, up, since 100%. all of it, yeah. Since since all of the ha- stuff happened with with Ruiz, like Anthony Joshua looks the best he has, and the stock is in the best spot that it has been for years. He looked like a killer last time out. He looks like a controlled killer. Is this Francis's fight to win, or is this Fran- is Francis like he's gonna be the underdog again? Obviously. But I don't think he's going to be a big underdog. And I'm very, very curious to see where both boxing fans and MMA fans lie. Because I think MMA fans are all going to assume this is the Anthony Joshua of like 18 months ago. 
and just be like, oh, Francis wins in a wash, but this is really, really competitive in my eyes. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I was about to just give this whole, I, I am going to give a breakdown, but it's going to sound as stupid in hindsight when he goes out there and flatlines uh, <laughs> Anthony Joshua and does what he did to Tyson Fury. The problems that I see with this matchup for Francis Ngannou is one, like the the, the Ngannou Fury fight was epic and awesome. The problem with it was it was very low volume. There were not a lot of punches thrown by either man in, in both sides of it. He's going to be against a guy in Anthony Joshua who I've been very critical of and did not think looked good over the last two years. But since pairing with Ben Davidson and especially in his most recent performance against Otto Valin, looked really, really sharp. And I think he's going to have a volume problem. I think Anthony Joshua is going to be really content to sit behind his jab, jab the body, jab the head. And he's going to have trouble getting inside in a way that he didn't against Tyson Fury because both of them were really just so low volume. But when Tyson was jabbing, that's when Francis was losing that fight. And he was just on the outside and he really didn't have uh, many tools to get on the inside. I have a feeling that Anthony Joshua will be pretty comfortable in a, in a fight like that where he's just poking the stick out, poking the stick out and really keeping um, Francis Ngannou away. And with Ben Davidson in his corner, I really thought he looked fantastic in the last fight. And I've, I've been ready to kind of bury Anthony Joshua because uh, he hasn't lived up to the potential that I think a lot of people had for him. This is that performance. If he's able to get this one done and really keep um, uh, Francis Ngannou on the outside with the jab, I think he's going to look pretty stellar and it's going to set up a, a big fight with Tyson Fury. That said, Francis Ngannou is probably just going to walk in there and nuke him and I'm going to look like an idiot just like he made everybody look like an idiot against Tyson Fury. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but stylistically, I do think this is tough. And this is why it's so freaking dope because Francis Ngannou is just like, I don't give a F. I'm going to fight the two guys that... Like these guys don't have a ton of common opponents. Otto Valin uh, notably just became a common opponent for both of these guys. These guys don't have a lot of common opponents because people just really don't in heavyweight boxing fight all the best guys. It's just not a thing. Like it just does not happen. Wilder fight versus Joshua has been bandied about for forever and just never happened. Uh, he's going to have these two as common opponents immediately, which is badass. And Francis Ngannou deserves all the praise he's going to get for for this uh, doing this and injecting some real life into heavyweight boxing um i'm i'm very excited about this but i do at the moment just like my brain is telling me <laughs> anthony joshua and my heart is telling me like francis goes out and nukes him so let's see what happens that's where i'm at my 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 brain is like dude this is anthony joshua's fight but then it's also like what the hell did i just watch against tyson fury yeah. right i have no yeah. idea my brain was wrong last time so yeah remember, remember we talked about on the preview show for Encounter Fury, we're like, eh, if he can get to the fifth round, like that's a win in itself, right? Now we're like, could this guy win? And what if he wins? And all of this, like, it's a whole different conversation. We were talking about Anthony Joshua when Ingano was getting ready to fight Fury. We we're like, after Joshua fought uh, Robert Hellanius, we we're like, I think Francis could beat Anthony Joshua. Like, we were all saying yes. that, like, we think Francis could beat him. And we were all saying that after the Fury fight, we're like, dude, Francis would just destroy Anthony Joshua. And then he has the auto fight and looks great. This is, this is just so good. This is just so good. I ain't doubting Francis anymore. I don't know if he goes out there and nukes him, but I can tell you what, he's going to go out there and he's going to be competitive and he's going to have moments win or lose. So I am fascinated by all this. I'm stunned by all this. And I think the best thing to really say about all this is uh, congratulations to Francis and Gano doing the damn thing. Congratulations to Markel Martin, Eric Nixick, the whole crew over there just doing the damn thing. And this is just unbelievable stuff. I think that's the main word of all of this. So 
Stick with us at MAFighting.com. We'll let you know the date, all the particulars when it comes to this Francis Ngannou versus Anthony Joshua fight. A battle of ranked heavyweights in the world of professional yes. boxing, yes. which is even, even more important to note. Francis Ngannou is going to have a number next to his name as he makes a walk to the squared circle for the second time. So stick with us at MAFighting, like I said. For Eric, for Sean, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening. Stick with us. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.